mentioned i think just to aaron actually sorry um probably just talk a little bit about some charlie siren stuff and then we'll kind of go into some good stories whatever okay when dustin gets back here son of a bitch god damn it we were on a schedule you can get the rolling. dogs riled up oh. rolling seen you in a while. <laughs> Good. Yeah. <laughs> Are we rolling right now? Uh, yeah, this is just what I'll use as like a, I'll usually throw something together. Some oh. roll. Yeah. yeah, I don't know where you guys want that. We, we, we did a timeline of our yeah, years, trying to that. <laughs> years of service and tours that we did. Oh, wow. Yeah, you, you keep that maybe. You just kinda we'll like, sign it for you. <laughs> okay, thanks. I'll hang it up. Yep. We tight. Oh, yeah. Are we doing this all together? Oh, is it all? Oh, shit. Three, two, one. Whoa. First one I've uh, first episode where we've done like a synchronized a thing. synchronized one. Usually oh, it's just me. Yeah. Mm, that's delicious. So, oh, like your other guests don't drink beers with you? I mean they do, but usually it's just me cracking it at the beginning. So that okay. was kind of nice. Nice. Um, We're trailblazers. Yeah. So how's everyone doing? Michael back with the first in-person one since COVID. Uh, don't worry, we all pretty much live together, so it's not anything weird. Uh, yeah. But on this week's episode. Is very special. Uh, I have some of the dudes from Charlie Siren here, and I'm really stoked on this because they've been my homies since like what 2014, 15. Because mm-hmm. I met Tane first when you guys were just a three piece, but we'll get into that. Yeah, we'll get into so those like years. I met, well, yeah. yeah, I met you and uh, somebody gave me your card. I think I handed it to you. Did you? <laughs> was, was, was it outside <laughs> of the No, we were. Uh, you guys played at yacht club. Oh, I wonder who the fuck set up that Yacht Club show then. What me? Yeah, you gave me... Okay, because, like, in my mind, you... Somebody gave me your card, but I think actually what happened... For sure, you gave... I, I believe that you gave me your card, 
but I think I gave my card to um, Danielle Huey outside of the Triple Rock because she was asking who booked in Iowa City because she was trying to book for Boyfriend and Jack's band. That would make sense because, so I, I'm still friends with her on Facebook, and the other yeah. day I was kind of thinking, like, how did, like, how did I end up becoming friends with her yeah. type deal? I think I gave, sense, I think yeah. I handed her the card from my wallet that you gave me. And I was like, this dude books shows, and they're legit. Um, they are what legit. Was the, what was the first show you booked for us? Was it a Gabe's? Yeah, that would have been, I, st- I have the, the poster still. It's It was when you were at Gabe's with Molly's Just Enemy. Mm. So that was our first show ever together with you guys. I, yes. I think it was, it yeah. was our second. Because the first one was at Latitude in Sioux Falls, and then we came down. Oh, yeah. 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 Oh, right. so we did, we went to, we played uh, the Vaudeville Muse in That was the third Ames, one, right? And then it was it was a three-show, like, Weekend Warrior thing. Okay. And With that was Infinite our warm-up. Signal. Yeah. And that was our warm-up for Warp Tour. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that was our first shows in the band. Okay, cool. Yeah. All right, I remember those shows. Probably. So you've already just ran away with this interview. Huh? Yeah, I mean it's fine. Like there's no <laughs> okay. Well, you, no, like, why don't you ask us a question and then we'll uh, we'll answer it and then we'll yeah we let's keep this and then I'll yeah. run, then I'll run off the tracks again. All yeah. right. Yeah, because we have uh, a I'll special thing here that we're gonna add into running off the tracks. Okay. Um, so first of all, for people that don't know, Charlie Siren was a pop punk band from Minneapolis. R.I.P. Uh, in peace. Um, uh, so it's been how many years now? Since we haven't been a band? Yeah, three years, right? I think this is our third year. We're getting close to three years. It'll be in June. Was it 2017? The, uh, summer? According to to my notes here. June, was it June 10th was our last show? I think so. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Mm. Does it feel weird not being... Because I know you guys would see each other a lot. Granted, most of you guys lived in the house anyways. Yeah, we still all see each other. I even talk to all the past members still now. Um, I don't know. I mean, it's not weird for me. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, no, it's... I think... Like, when we broke up, I think for a lot of us it was kind of the right time, too. Yeah. Of, like, I was ready to focus on other things. So I miss playing, mm-hmm. but I don't miss the like grind of trying to be in a band, trying to like make it or whatever. Yeah. Like I'm, I'm happy to not do that anymore. Yeah, and I always just like playing shows, and they're like, we're not gonna do shows anymore. So it just kind of worked out for me. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Oh darn. <laughs> hey, uh, we're, you know, you know, we're gonna play shows, uh, and we're not gonna be able to do those anymore. All right. Okay. Yeah, we went through so many, for me, we went through so many incarnations of the band that it got to a point where I was kind of like, we should have really, when Aaron and Dustin joined, we should have just made a totally different band. Yeah. Because when it started, from where it ended, it was a completely different band in itself anyways. And then just for me, because I, I, when I first saw Charlie Siren, it was a, the three-piece, and then the next time when I first booked Charlie Siren, it was the five-piece, but there was... There was another version even be- before the three piece, wasn't there? No. Yeah, with Wes. Oh yeah, with Wes. Yeah, yeah. Wes played. There was many versions. There was versions. Of, the, the the original was was Wes Shelby, myself, and Travis. Uh, Travis played drums. Wes played guitar. I played guitar, and Shelby played bass. 
and the original idea was created by Shelby, mm-hmm. our old bass player. And she came to me, and at the time we were dating, um, and she was like, hey, I want to start this band with with um, our old college buddy, Wes. And then Travis was an old college buddy, too. At that time, Shelby and I were living in South Dakota, and, um, and Travis was living in Kansas, and we all moved to Minneapolis, where Wes was, to start this band. And then just over the course of a few years, it completely turned into something different. Yeah. I don't know where I was going with that. No, I mean, like, that's kind of what I wanted to know. Yeah. 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 You're good. You're on track. All right. You're not drunk. Yeah, so it went from four-piece to three-piece to five-piece. Did Ryan Chrisman actually play in? No, Ryan never actually played a show with us. Um, Ryan and I played a show with... Um, Ryan and I played a show together acoustically. Mm-hmm. Um, we're at a cabin with some other people, so it's fine. Um, Ryan, Ryan and I played a, a show together acoustically that was really, really bad. Like, I forgot how to play the songs midway through the songs. It was <laughs> That was really like a regular really, night occurrence. Dude, for me. it was a really but like just being two people, like Ryan was following my lead. He'd never played in front of people ever. Um but Ryan did, in all fairness, write a lot of um the this, hits. this is home. He wrote yeah, he wrote I Promise. Um and well, the other one was rearranging rooms and that was like That was all that was, that was you and Shelby. Yeah, that was mostly Shelby and I um, but Ryan, Ryan wrote "This Is Home" with me, but he never. He never. He never actually played a, a, a legitimate show. Yeah. Okay. Um, so yeah, it started as a four piece. It was a three piece. Back to a four piece for making a record. Then back to a three piece piece for playing that record. Then these guys joined. We were a five piece. Then it ended as a four piece again without Shelby who was the true original member because it was her idea to start this band it's crazy yeah yeah so that's the it history was, dude yeah. it was a lot yeah it was a lot of change and could I just throw in just a little bit of you know fun fact we're actually at a cabin right now that went through one of the towns for most of us on our route Oh yeah, which was part of this band's name, Siren, Siren, Wisconsin. Yeah, yeah. No, both of them, well, Char- Charlie, Wisconsin, and Siren, Wisconsin. Yeah, is how Shelby came up with the name. She was yeah. like, "Hey, I drove through these two towns. What if we just combined them?" <laughs> okay. And was, we're and also at the same cabin that one of the last records was written at. Oh yeah. Yeah, we wrote. We wrote. Didn't write all here, but we wrote. Uh, the fabulous, the best, yeah, the, the in my fabulous, opinion, the best song on the record. did a video for here. Yeah, we did the video for it here, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. In a remote place in Wisconsin. Yeah. So off the grid that uh, police don't even want to make all the way here, too. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, we found that out the hard way. <laughs> I'm sorry. I was just clearing my throat. I, I wasn't saying anything. <laughs> we'll get to that. Okay. Yeah, we'll get to that. <laughs> If Kane gets a little mouthy, Albert. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, we'll hold it against him. Um, sorry, I just lost it. That's all right. You'll find it. Yeah. yeah. Not worried. 
That's why editing is good. Yeah. Do you do a lot of editing with these podcasts? A decent amount, yeah. A decent amount? Okay. Because I remember, like, when Aaron and I were, you know, after Travis Iron, we were like, let's find a way to still just, like, hang out consistently because that was, for me, like, a lot of my That's interaction the most. was, you know, going down to the house mm-hmm. for rehearsals and just hanging out. And then once that stopped, like, eventually Tane moved out. So I, like, trying to find ways to, like, still interact with one another but we had a podcast together which is now not active yeah we didn't stop we didn't it stop. we just stopped doing it but yeah there was a lot of editing in the beginning and then i was like ah just just roll it <laughs> yeah. people, people love to just hear yeah, what just, it is yeah you just go it's just candid yeah people want just background noise something to listen to anyway it's true yeah. and it's actually because of youtube that i started doing this anyways really so ah. yeah full circle well shit should we bust out um uh anchor uh read for you here <laughs> <laughs> yeah, who do who do you host through anchor, you to, anchor. oh yeah. because of us because of you guys perfect yeah. well there's your I ad read we got right there started well, we should really get some some more commission for that. But anyway, <laughs> well, yeah. Back back to your podcast and your show. <laughs> yeah, back to Fears of Bands. Uh, but if you guys got a second, go check out Super Burly Bros on the Anchor app. Uh, Thank you. It's good. Also, since uh, everything's kind of died down, uh, you started another band with uh, our good friend Paul and mm-hmm. uh, Parker. Thompson. Parker. Yep, Parker from Dingus. Uh, called Tightwire, which, if everyone remembers, episode one was with Tightwire. Was that episode one? Yeah. Nice. Well, you episode one, cherry, man. Episode one with the band, episode two, technically. Because the first episode is just me and Brian. Oh, but that's great. Still. Well, so we were the first band to be on it. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. How many episodes in are you? This is episode 19, or, yeah, 19, I think. Shit, yeah. So, that's awesome. Yeah. It's legal well, thanks, now. man. Well, not fully legal, but... Mostly. Mostly. Are you an LLC yet? Have you filed your paperwork? Started a bank account? No. (laughs) It's really important to get those things. What's the bank account (laughs) information? Can you just tell us? Routing number, at least. People don't need to know. (laughs) I don't know. Um, Yeah. Yeah, it was fun. I like that. I'm stoked that you were on it. And also, speaking of Tightwire, shout out to... Paul from Tightwire for coming up with the intro that you heard at the beginning of this episode. It was debuted. Oh, Paul did on this. That. Yep. And then you helped tweak it. I'm pretty sure. So, I I only I only came and told him that I thought it was good. That's all I did. It's a good tweak though. Yeah. Like, because <laughs> your other option would to be like, oh, this sucks. Well, and I then he would have scrapped it, and yeah. then yeah. there'd be nothing. Well, so it's a good tweak to say like, yeah. You know, the nice thing about Paul is, I don't think I've ever told him that I thought anything of his stuff sucked. You just keep it from him? <laughs> no. He just doesn't <laughs> say it. No, it's good. What that's what I'm trying to say, is oh. it's always good. He turns out the hits. Yeah, he really does. Um, but I guess we can probably get away from Tywire, because there's already an episode about that. No one cares anymore. <laughs> we'll come back and even talk yeah. more. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so the main point of this episode was to talk about some fun Charlie Siren stories from the road uh, because I feel like being a fan and like knowing you guys you seem to always be on the road a decent amount so I'm sure there's got to be some good stuff that you can turn out there's good stuff there's, and there's, and there's, there's, there's even 
best better stuff that we can't even talk about on yeah. because <laughs> implications. Yeah. Yeah. If you want to get a taste of the better stuff, become our close friends and maybe we'll talk to you. About Check it. out our OnlyFans. Uh, that's coming out. Oh yeah, we're house. starting the OnlyFans yeah. for the house. Are you yeah. really? Yeah. Dude, we're we're, we're so working great. on it. That was just going to be like a live stream of everyone like there's going to be a camera in every room but then it's just going to be streaming so yeah. you see what you get. And yeah, we're still workshopping it a little. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's our idea. Let's talk and later cuz I got ideas. Okay, cool. Because <laughs> the main thing is like we want to buy a boat. Yeah. So it's it's really about getting a boat. Yeah. It's about getting a boat. We we want to live that lifestyle. <laughs> yeah. Anyways. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. No. So, yeah. So the times that you guys have played Iowa City, it's always been crazy and fun filled. Um, just drinks and hangs. So I can only imagine what else is out there that I haven't heard of. Or if I have heard, I'd like to hear it again. Well, I know one time immediately after playing Iowa City in the same night, we almost died uh, when we were driving on I-80 to Omaha and we were hitting black ice. Um, I think Dustin has a good story about that one. Oh, oh yeah, okay. I did, <laughs> this I, is your time to shine. Yeah, I didn't realize that was after Iowa, so. Oh yeah, we it was Iowa... And we were heading right to Omaha. Yeah, so, you know, like most nights when you're driving in the van, especially, you know, when, when that feeling comes up and you just got to start scrolling, you know. I just finished a nice session with myself in the backpack bunk. <laughs> we all watched. <laughs> and I'm not paying attention to anything that's, you know, around me. It's just kind of right here, right in front of me. You're in the moment. And Aaron, you know, just after I finished... Aaron pops over the side of the bunk and says, hey, buddy, we're in a pretty bad snowstorm right now. You might want to put your seatbelt on and sit up. And I look up, and we're just, like, in a blizzard. Oh, God. <laughs> just snow. And, and then, like, immediately after that, like, we get our seatbelts on, and then there's, like, we start getting the, like, oh, we lost traction there. Yeah. And, yeah. We actually start swerving a little bit around the road. And was it on that where – that wasn't with uh, Let Yourself Go. That was the one with Let Yourself Go, because okay. they were ahead of us, because they didn't have a trailer. It was just their van, so they were going faster. And they had spun out, went into the median, went into opposing traffic, but it was like the middle of the night, so luckily there weren't any cars that hit them. Yeah. Back into the median, and then back into the correct lane. Jeez. Holy shit. And yeah, then I, I think that was that. when they called us... And we we met them at, on like an off ramp, and, and we all just hung out for a while. Yeah, they just jumped in the van and we just chilled, right? Yeah, uh, and I mean, kind of chilled. Like we did, we did. But then it was right around that time, you know, we had just discovered this video called like the top ten worst orgasms. Worst orgasms. Oh yeah. And Tane was like, no, "Hey we guys, didn't just I know it. I knew all about it." Well no, because it was actually it was the first time we came to the house. That was like when he was showing us mixes of This Is Home. Yeah, we heard I Promise, <laughs> and then he's like, oh, Xander, throw up uh, this this video on the, the big screen in the studio. And through the studio monitors, we heard the <laughs> top worst. 10 worst orgasm. Yeah. <laughs> but we knew it was a good thing to, to share to with share. other people, and especially when you're faced with that, you know, close you know, face to death. I don't know yeah. that that's a good thing. It, like, I think in my immaturity... 
that was the best thing I could have shown people because to me that was the greatest video ever. I mean, it now is. I I would never show that to any like to to pseudo strangers or people that you you casually know. I would never show that to people ever again. <laughs> that I felt very show, natural. It was, dude. I in in my weird brain, it was the most natural thing I could have ever done to show you guys that. I think it's weirder that you have you know hesitation about it now. Yeah. All right. Well. I mean, you should show that to everyone you know. We'll, we'll watch it with Michael after this. All right. All right. Wait, you haven't seen this? No. Oh. I oh. mean, do we have time? Like, what is what is your app? What are you average for episode here? Like, we'll, we'll, just, do it we'll just do it after. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll I'll, I'll work on finding it. Yeah. During Get while we go through this, and <laughs> I certainly don't want any listeners to feel as uncomfortable as Michael's going to feel. Yeah. Watching yeah. it. <laughs> I mean, this would be a good time to have like video, just like cut out the sound and just like just the reaction. But mm-hmm. that's a lot of work, and I don't do that. Yeah. So. Right. Hmm. Um, well, anyways. Anyways. Yeah. We were we were talking about just general tour stories here. Yeah. Since um, we are getting into stories, I feel like it's a good time to one before we get too deep in anything. Since this is beers of bands, what's everyone drinking? I'm drinking a Keystone Light, a warm, like room temperature Keystone Light, and some water. It's brutal. It's all. I got some water going, mm. and I also have a tangerine white claw, like not Holy sponsored shit. by or paid for, but you try this. They came out with tangerine. It's fucking it's delicious. Mm. Yeah, I didn't know they had that either. I'm drinking. Oh yeah, that's definitely <laughs> way better than the mango. Watermelon's really tight too. Well, they have watermelon too. Holy shit! Yeah, they gotta expand the brand. Yeah, I'm drinking a Keystone, a cold one. Yeah. And I'm also drinking a uh, rum and coke. Just kind of going back and forth. <laughs> um, and myself. Sounds like a fucking uh, terrible mix. I went back to the trusty old Paps Lou Rubin. Uh, Paps, if you're listening to this episode and by chance listen to the other 18 episodes, I love you and I'm still waiting on that sponsorship. Um, what it, you sh- have you just emailed them? No, I'm, I'm too chicken. When, well, I'm just saying. I haven't we, told the email, but I, I haven't done it yet. Because we were a big fan for a while of Fireball Whiskey. That's yeah. true. And true. we were like, hey, let's just tweet at them and see, just say, like, we yeah. like you and we would want, we want to be a sponsor. And they didn't give us any free booze, but they sent us a Legally, whole, they can't. They sent us a whole box of random swag. Which I, I completely remember that you guys had, like, Fireball koozies and all that shit. At we had shows. shirts, which is brilliant hats, for their brand because we had like, a metal sure, sign. We had stuff. a button down. We had koozies. We had toothpicks that were like cinnamon. Uh, cinnamon. Cin- I still have those fucking toothpicks. <laughs> I still have so many of them. They burn my lips the second they touch them. I, <laughs> yeah. they're so uncomfortable. Uh, speaking of things that'll probably also burn your lips, probably not. But we also have something special for this episode. Oh, you brought a present. I did. Uh, thank you, thank you to Dustin for getting it out of the fridge. Uh, we have some peach pie here, uh, and I figure this will. I've been holding on to this, and I feel like this today's the a peach good pie is amazing moonshine. Moonshine, moonshine, uh, homemade moonshine. Well, yeah. let's pass that around, and we have a, we have a very particular story. This wasn't planned or staged at all. Yeah. <laughs> about moonshine, and it was actually, I mean, for me, 
And I'd like to think the rest of the band's like first exposure to Moonshine. Tane, you grew up in South Dakota, so maybe not. I yeah, I didn't, no, I never had Moonshine. Um, I I had Moonshine. Don't smell it. Don't smell it. Like I, had, I said, it's smooth. You're good. Was it good? Oh. I had Moonshine for the first time um, before you guys joined the band. It was back when we were uh, Shelby, Travis, and I, and we played Travis's parents' garage. Um, in Junction City, Kansas. Oh, that's dangerous. And about... <laughs> Fuck, that's dangerous. I don't know. A good amount of people showed up, but this dude showed up with a shitload of apple pie. Mm. And we drank that, and I threw up a lot. Well, I think the big difference is, like, I think there's... Holy like, shit, any kind of so just good. homemade, home-distilled alcohol is moonshine. Yeah. yeah. But there are very different kinds of moonshine, and... There are ones that are done well and are like a reasonable proof, mm-hmm. and then there's some that are like just alcohol. Yeah. I think this is a good time. Um, so we drank moonshine in Colorado, and this is mostly Dustin's story, but I just really wanted to get it in there. <laughs> yeah. Moonshine, get you through. This was uh, an experience for Dustin that was bad moonshine. <laughs> And the reason why we have it on video, I just want to say, because it's overlooked, but it's my part of it, is that I had it first, and I drank <laughs> it, and had the exact same reaction that was on film, and we're like, oh shit, we need to film this next one. Yeah. Yeah, that tasted like, I mean, it, it had to have just, it tasted like somebody just took a bottle of isopropyl alcohol and poured it into a fucking jar and Oof. handed it around. And I'm glad that you remember the taste, because I just... My memory of that night lives in that video, because <laughs> I don't remember it. It was of it. like it was like fucking. It, I I think drinking gasoline would have been better than drinking whatever it, it was so in good. that. Dude, um, can I get some more of that? Yeah, that's really yeah. good. Thanks for sharing that with us. Oh, wait, wait, wait. And, awesome. and could I just ask, like, is this? Uh, oh, you don't know because this we is our first time drinking this, so we don't know how strong it is. Yeah, I have no idea. I have no idea what the proof is, but right. you, you should it. be fine. You got it from a stranger. Yeah. It's cool. Yeah. We won't go blind. It's got fruit in it. It can't be bad for yeah, you. Yeah, you're not going to go blind. The you're last jar I had, I killed. So the last, first time I went to go pick some up from this unknown person, um, I had gone over there. We were just supposed to do a quick five-minute run, and then my buddy just ended up kept talking to him. So I killed, like, half the jar there, and then somehow got home. I didn't drive. But I somehow got home. And you have no recollection of going home? It was at some point. Okay. I uh, lost track <laughs> just, of like, And I woke up at bed in bed. <laughs> yeah. Right? In my sheets, pajamas on, feeling yeah. good. Yeah. Wow. So, all right. It well, doesn't yeah. taste like alcohol at all. It no. tastes like drinking fucking peaches. Like, right. if you were to not, if you were to tell me there was no alcohol in that and just give me a full glass of it, I'd drink the whole thing. Like peach tea. It's like a yeah. very delicious yeah. peach tea. It's very good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Thank you for sharing. Oh. Mm-hmm. Y'all are family. We're good. But yeah. I the, think that... The moonshine we had there was not of this caliber. It was fucking awful. It probably was the kind that... I'm glad we only had a sip because it would probably make us go blind if we had more of it. <laughs> I don't know if it was distilled properly. Yeah. And there's another video that I think may be lost to time now of afterwards in the next morning when we found Dustin... It was in the bathroom, in his sleeping bag, like, cuddled up to the toilet bowl. <laughs> and 
we came, we're like, oh, Dustin, were you throwing up a lot? He's like, no, the bowl is cool. <laughs> you just like, wanted to he's push. like stroking the fucking bowl. <laughs> yeah, no, we, that, dude, that, that stay, the drink in the moonshine, we got so much content uh, for our music video, um, uh, Whiskey 316. And you can see that. Yeah, there's a clip in the of video me holding the. There's just no thing. audio with it. Oh yeah, but yeah, you'll see it in there. Um, dude, that was so good. That was. I think that was one of the, just most fun shows. It was, there were cool bands. Because that was our our first time in Colorado. And I feel like that was. I know we had others like to some degree, but I felt like that was the first like, tour like crazy party. Yeah. Like, I, I think I ate a thousand pieces of pizza because somebody ordered a shitload of pizza that night too. Probably Jay. and I ate I ate so many pieces of pizza and I was like I remember thinking in my like uh, being practically blackout, but just thinking like I can't believe I've eaten this much pizza. This is crazy. And that's the thought that's stuck with you. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that, that's <laughs> the thought that's stuck with me. Everything else is a fucking blur, but. It was a good time. Ate a lot of pizza. It was a great time. Yeah. I had a blast. Oh, that was the one where somebody, some guy had, like, Hulk hands, too, right? And he... Oh, fuck. I don't remember that. Yeah, I know. No, I think someone punched you in the butt. And you... I remember you saying they punched you in the butt so hard that you thought you were going to shit your pants. Because of- <laughs> Holy shit, dude. Oh, my God. Holy shit, I remember that. It was Hulk hands, right? Uh, I, I, don't, I don't remember if it was Hulk hands, but I asked this dude to punch me in the ass. And I, I remember, as soon as he punched me, he punched me, like, right... He didn't punch... Like, I was expecting him to punch my, my butt cheek, right? Yeah. Just come in for a side punch of the butt cheek. Yeah. The dude tr- lined up perfectly with where my asshole was. And, and, and the force... Of hitting my asshole sent my sent it into a spasm. So like I remember thinking like the spasm that I felt in that moment, it, it, it's the exact same feeling of when you take a massive shit, and I was just like, oh my god, I'm gonna shit right now everywhere. Um, but it passed. It passed pretty quickly. But that was the last time I ever told somebody to punch me in the ass. That used to be like my go-to is I would just be like, like I'd go out, like be at a party and I'd be introduced to somebody mm-hmm. and I'd be like, "What's up? What's up? It's nice to meet you. Punch me in the ass as hard as you can." And I never did it again after that. <laughs> I forgot about that man. That's a good time. Yeah, that was a deep cut. Fuck. Um, I don't know. I never got asked to punch you in the ass. Yeah. When I met you. Yeah. I was also like this young, naive, naive kid. I might have also just respected you, too. Just right away. <laughs> I, I generally told that to people who I would uh, consider forgettable. <laughs> well, Yeah, because we don't remember who did it. <laughs> just the punch. Yeah. If you're listening to this and you were that guy, please come forward. Yeah. I And we I got to say, I did not care about meeting you. <laughs> <laughs> Could have done without that experience. <laughs> You could be a nice guy, but I just did not give a fuck who you were and why I was meeting you. Damn. It's cold. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. cold. Cold. I'm a mean person. But yeah, I think Colorado Springs has been some of our... Our fondest memories. Our best shows. Like, 
but you know, Seven Circle Collective was was fun. It was. Yeah. But so that was a lot of that was 2013 because that was our first. Yeah. That was the end of our first tour. As yeah. A or that was like middle. Event. Um. Yeah. What else? On that wheel, uh, what <laughs> what do you got? Pick out a a random Ooh. date and time, or do you have? Aaron has one. Yeah, go ahead, to. Aaron. And then we'll I have the one it. of the end of our first tour. And this okay. is more just a Dustin and Aaron story. <laughs> it's a it kind of a side quest <laughs> of our our drive home, where after the first when Jackie and Nicole came in my car. Oh and yeah, pick us sure. up. Yeah, well, you tell it better than I do because all I remember is that one that one moment in time. So Dustin got in a fight at the bar, and then his wife threw up over the side of my car. <laughs> and, dude, and that's the that end of our puke, first tour. Dude, that puke stayed, because we lived together at the time, that puke fucking stayed on your car for so long. You no, know, the best thing was that we didn't live together yet. Oh. And it was still there when I moved in. <laughs> that's, that's why you remember it, too. Okay. That's so bad. Whoa. So... We were playing in, was it St. Cloud? St. Cloud. And it was the last show of the tour. It was the first tour we had been on. And Dustin had just gotten married before tour. Like, I, they went on their honeymoon, and I picked him up from the airport, and we went to the house, and uh, his wife took my car home, and then brought my car back to pick us up in St. Cloud, that we were going to just drive home together. So I knew... That uh, his wife and our friend Nicole was going to, they were coming, they were going to get drunk. I figured Dustin's seeing his wife again, they are going to party. Um, so I'm like, I'll stay sober. A real, a, a true wingman. Yeah. yeah. I'll like, stay sober and I'll legit. drive home. And plus my car anyway. I'd rather do that. Yeah. <laughs> and Dustin gets in a fight. I, I can't, I don't know the story of the fight very well though. The fight was just some drunk guy, like... He like kind of smacked. Even, I wouldn't even hat. describe it as a fight. It was more like just a confrontation. He <laughs> threw me into a popcorn. To my memory, like he I don't know what it looked Dustin like. Dustin in the very top of the head, Whoa. like way oh, off. Shit. I didn't see that. And then part. he got kind of pushed into, <laughs> yeah, into that popcorn machine. But then, it, like, it broke up. It broke very up super quick. quick. It was a little dust up. But, but it was more of like I'm pretty sure Jackie's like, no, you need to look at my fucking husband's band they're the shit and he's like i don't fucking care and like swatted at her sombrero that she was wearing for some reason uh, and then that all happened but it was nice to know because that was one of the first times it's like no this gang's got oh, your back and, and so for one yeah like we all came and like i was ready to fight i it, but i guess other people were like trying to just like don't do that yeah. don't fight I've never been in a fight before but i was ready <laughs> um but you were screaming as people were trying to pull you back. I have to defend her honor. Oh shit! <laughs> <laughs> so then, that sounds about right. Dude, that's the best. That's the best thing you could ever say. So then we leave. We're driving home in my car. Halfway through, we're just on the interstate. Jackie starts like rolling down the window and starts throwing up out uh, the side of the car. And so like I pull over. And she gets out and continues, and then Dustin is trying to, starts trying to like clean up my car, and 
he is gagging his way through it <laughs> because of the smell of the vomit. And our friend Nicole, who is a nurse, is like, no, I, I can just take care of this, Dustin. Like, I deal with this every day. It doesn't bother me. And as he's gagging, he's like, no, I have to. She's my wife. I have to take care of her. <laughs> you did a shit job of taking care of her. That puke was all over the side of that fucking car. Oh, my God. I mean, you might have taken care of her very well, but Aaron's mm. car was. Aaron's car looked like shit for like a year ago. <laughs> <laughs> That's so good. Yeah, I love that. I think like when I was cleaning it up to before I sold it, I think I cleaned up like a little spot that was still there. Yeah, I mean, I it, in in a lot of ways it served as a really great uh, kind of introduction to you guys too, because I was like every time you pulled up with when that puke all over the side of your car. I was like, oh, this guy's a piece of shit. That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's been months and I don't give a shit about the exterior of this I'm car. I'm glad. I'm glad. But, I mean, it was on it was on the passenger side, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah so you didn't, didn't even have to deal with yeah, it. you didn't see it. You didn't, you didn't look at it, like, 100% of the time. <laughs> I don't have a look at it. Dude, it turned black, too, so you really couldn't tell that it was puke. It was yeah. just disgusting for everybody who knew what it was. It, yeah, it was an inside I mean, joke. It didn't help that it was, like... That was at the end of November, and then it was immediately the winter, so it froze. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then no getting that off. Did you get it off when you sold the car? Yeah, like it was. I just needed to get a car wash, and that took care of it. But that took about a year. Yeah, yeah. Because so it, it went through the winter, and then it was like, well, it doesn't really matter. Uh, That's great. But like, because you cleaned up the inside, which was really what mattered to me. Yeah, right? like it didn't smell like puke. So, on to more tour stuff. Um, I'd like to think of a less vomited one, but one time in Boston, uh, we had been, you know, as maybe some of you are familiar with, um, icing people. So that whole tour was about, like, hiding Smirnoff ices in random gear, at shows, places, bedrooms. Tricks. Yeah. Yeah. Pants, zippers. (laughs) so many to choose from now Um, but I just think about Boston because we had the whole day or it was before the show but we got a prime spot right across from the venue so what do you do when you have the whole day you see some sights and you drink Mm -hmm. and it came to a point where we finally got the band we were on tour with Brian the guitarist of was it Etu Brute Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and we were just walking around and he like it was maybe 10 in the morning maybe even 8 and yeah, he had to slam really... like a forty ounce Smirnoff ice that was probably room van temperature. Yeah, it was it was a big one, right? Yeah, and he had to like go out. Wasn't into that this one clearing. where he was trying to get you with it, and yeah. we we flipped it that, around that, on him? Oh uh, no, I don't remember that. Okay, no, I'm sorry, sorry. Go on. <laughs> <laughs> but okay, great. Um, we got him like right away in the morning, and then he felt like shit and had to puke and was trying to spray us with it and it was gross and i want to leave that story down it's kind of funny though that you brought that story up because last week i had the pleasure of talking to the glow-ups which brian perfect is a part of the glow-ups <laughs> yeah and he actually brought in talked about that story but like the later half where he chased you around and oh holy shit yeah, yeah dude okay <laughs> all right i remember i remember exactly i was trying so hard to remember what the fuck we were talking about 
but yeah, Brian puking. I got it on video, yep. and then we we chased Dustin around. I was taping Brian, and Dustin was like, just I was gonna trying puke, to, trying to keep it back so fucking hard, dude. Oh god, I wish we had those videos. Like it, it'd be so great if we had these videos. That Tina we're needs to about get that video back, and, you know, and just show you, and like it would just like add it in. Oh man, good time. Well, that See, one I think is still on YouTube. It should it should be somewhere. I, I feel like I saw it recently. The vomiting is part of the whiskey three sixteen video. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I don't know if the chasing. Yeah, the, the, yeah I think it was the, like a behind the scenes that you guys did. Oh, maybe. Because I, I, I remember specifically something. watching it. Yeah, maybe maybe something got cut from that. Yeah, maybe I think maybe Brian cut something together from the video he took. Um, but then there's also another set of chasing at Boston because that was when. You got chased around with the piss buff? With no, piss I thought budget. I was chasing Jeff around. Oh, After that's what you I was and I were drinking, video. like, pretty much Long Islands all day. Oh, yeah, we were drinking in those, Boston. Great, those Grateful Deads, right? Yeah, and that was actually in Boston. I remember, like, I don't remember anything after chasing piss jugs. I remember waking up outside, like, a stadium in the van, <laughs> super cold, but kind of, like, looked around, saw if there was at least one person with me in that van. Yeah. There was, and I'm like, okay, I'm just going to curl back up and yeah. die now. <laughs> but I don't know, I didn't know where we went, where we were, and I guess, like, was other that, people left That was band. all in Boston, that one day in Boston. Dude, we got fucked that day, because, yeah, having nothing to do, all we did was drink. And, and then our show was double part. booked. Yeah, the show was double booked, so there was, like, ten fucking bands, yep. which I hate. Yeah. I hate. There was just so much gear everywhere. Yeah. It was so unorganized, but so... Our best way to cope was to get blackout drunk, I guess. Yeah, we, I don't know. I, feel, I don't even remember that happening. <laughs> all that, all that headache. I don't even remember. Dude, that's that's not like the, the issue. The biggest issue with this podcast is is struggling to remember all the shit that happened because basically we just booked tours and used it as reasons to just party our fucking faces off. Yeah, yeah I mean that's losing that's, money. That's what everyone yeah normally does. That's what we, we did an exit. We wanted to go to we wanted to get in and out, so we booked a whole tour. Yeah. Well, Thomas booked a whole tour. I didn't do shit. Uh, Thomas booked a whole tour so we could go to California, get in and out. And then on the last tour we did with Stars Hollow, we killed like a 30 rack a day. Right. So, you know. Holy sh. A day? A day. Per day. Per day. Oh, <sighs> just trying to drink like 12 beers is difficult. Well, th- you got to remember there was like, so there was, including me, there were six people in Exit. And then, uh, then there was two people in Stars because we were sharing the same drummer. So mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, a good crew. It was a good amount of crew, and then most of Exit turned into what Charlie Siren was, which is alcoholics. Alcoholics, yeah. <laughs> good times. We had times, and I can still remember the exact peak when we went from like good old kids to like, ah, uh, this is our life now. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit! Um, what are some other good ones? Well, just like a really good one was just. Our first time in Huntington Beach, getting to like walk up and down the beach oh, yeah. with Jess, mm-hmm. and then we went to that like diner or whatever, got our pictures on the. That was oh, our yeah. first tour together, and yeah, it was a lot of fun. Yeah, we being, went to the pier, being out in California for the first time. Yeah, dipping our toes in the ocean. There's something about like the yeah, like being that young and the like the first time you go. Yeah, we were young to like a uh, <laughs> a coast. You know, and you're, like, standing, like, by the ocean. Even though we were, like, losing all this money and stuff, it still felt so cool to be, like, we're in a a band. We're in a real band on the road. We made it Traveling and playing. Like, we're playing in L.A. 
this is crazy and just i remember being on that beach and just being so fucking happy just thinking wow i've never been here and i got to come here because i play music and that's awesome yeah that was super fun and and that right there like that is that's great it doesn't matter that you know the like whatever else happened on that tour may not have been like fiscally like positive (laughs) but it was still like your passion your dream took you there yeah Mm -hmm. and that that was i mean even for me not playing an instrument but like tagging along with my friends to do all that stuff that's how i saw most of the country because i mean i figured it was either that or i was not probably going to leave iowa which i did leave iowa eventually right because uh, i moved here uh, live with live with this cutie uh-huh. um but i mean it's it's as long as you're out there like doing what you want to do like fuck if you make money right yeah keep yeah. having fun keep dreaming keep trying you know you have to put yourself out there and you know make calculated risks and at that time and if it's the thing you want to do like at the time yeah, you, right. I mean, every every top tier band was a local band at some point, and they had to go through. Most you of went the through same most shit. of the shit, yeah. yeah. And that is what you know. That's kind of like the unifying factor with a lot of bands is that most of them went through that same trial and error, you know, going out playing in front of no one, playing in front of hundreds or thousands of people. So, you know, you just have to keep trying, keep doing it, and like just have fun. Yeah, this is just a random. It doesn't tie into this, but I was just remembering. The fact that we actually, before the day, the night before Warp Tour, we did a practice set up and tear down of all of our gear. Mm. Of like, and we timed ourselves of like, how quickly can we get everything set up? Because we had like Xander and John helping. Or yeah, Xander just so and... that we could like get out there and play as fast as possible. Which honestly, like having the second slot on that Warp Tour right by the front door was probably the best thing that we had at that time. Yeah. yeah. Because we just played in front of like floods of people, yeah, that were going on. That's good because you always hear about like bands that like get selected and they're just like on a stage way in the back, like yeah, no one gives a shit. It's away. always like their friends that are always there. Like no one, act- they don't get like the exposure at least. Yeah, yeah, yeah no, that was a, it was a great fucking day, man. Yeah, um, it, it it's funny that you bring up that we like practice doing that because I, I now I remember doing that. God, we were so respectful then. Because I feel like as I've gotten older, I just turned into such a fucking brick. Like, <laughs> like I would have, like, if you were to ask me then, is me now, I would have been like, no, we're not gonna fucking, we're not gonna practice loading our shit on stage so we have more time on stage. Let's just play, and then they'll kick us off. <laughs> like my you attitude. Sound a lot more like you. My attitude has gone so shit. I'm like. They're only gonna give us twenty five minutes. Fuck them. We're gonna make them throw us off the stage, which is like probably a, I'm I'm not heading in a good direction with my attitude on playing music. Yeah, I know. Which is know? which is kind of funny that you would think that way, considering you like run sound and stuff like that, and you would figure like you would see that other aspect. Where you're like, oh, like I probably get the fuck off stage. Ah, make them do their job, man. <laughs> fuck. I like your because I also think of um, when we were playing Warp Tour, you were like. You had you took a water bottle and like tried to like mm-hmm. spray it on the crowd, but because like a little bit hit the security guard, you instantly changed demeanor. Oh, and you're like, so, oh, I'm sorry. I was so I, yeah, I was like, <laughs> oh my god. Well, I'd still be like that too. And I I'm, I'm not saying that I would get up on stage and be like, fuck you, sound guy. I'm yeah. just I'm just saying like, 
I'd probably get up on stage and I'd uh, when the sound guy was like, "Hey, you're five minutes over," I would have been like, "Oh, I'm so sorry, I'm so sorry." <laughs> All right, this but, is our last song. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but in my head, it's like I wasn't gonna stop until or I'm not gonna stop until you tell me we gotta stop. Yeah. God, we played so fucking fast. Dude, we played so fast. There's a video of it on YouTube. It's all, everything, most of the things we're talking about, it, you probably can find on the Charlie Siren YouTube page if you really want to go look at it. Um, we, we did a good job in capturing funny shit that happened. I don't do that anymore. I think a lot of that is due to, is that an Ultra? Nice. No, they're both lights. Oh, okay. Um, I think a lot of that actually has to do with Dustin and I's love for Story of the Years. Uh, live in the Lou. Live in the Lou album with their like documentary DVD thing. Oh, yeah. Because we watched that like a million times as we were like trying to make moves as a band and like, oh, man, this is what it's going to be like on the road with partying and yeah, all this. Document it all. Yeah, like you, you film everything so that – you know, a few years in, you can put out this stuff that you guys partying super and hard. And we did yeah. that. And we did. We did, we did do that. We did. We <laughs> accomplished it very, pretty well. Thank you, thank you story of the year. Very well. But okay. We pass. Um, I'm trying to think of other crazy tour stories, man. I have, like, so many that end in, like, a bummer situation. Like, <laughs> Zach's mom fucking dying on tour and him having to leave. Yeah. yeah. Well, she didn't die. I think he, I think he, he she made went it into, home. She went into hospice. Yeah, yeah. She was in hospice. But he made it home. Yeah. He made but, it home and then she passed. But yeah, yeah, that was such a weird thing. Like, we spent, like, four days just at this lady's house in... In Mississippi. Mississippi. Uh, it was actually Mississippi, like, Louisiana. It was right by the border. Yeah. yeah, Alabama. Yeah, it was. It was right by. It was by the Louisiana border. It was whatever family Paul Paul from a summer better than yours hooked us up with. He knew the family somehow. I think that a band he played in at some point stayed with this family, and then he just kept in touch with them. And because they're that's super what, nice, dude. That's what DIY DIY bands do. Is like don't if you don't want bands bothering you to stay at your house, don't ever let a band stay at your house because. Nine times out of ten, those bands are going to probably keep your information and remember, like, oh, I don't have to get a hotel because I can probably stay with these people. Yep. Dude, and people still fucking do that to me to this day. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, oh. I'm glad I, everything I, went through you. Like, yeah. I still live in this giant house. <laughs> I love, I love, dude, <laughs> I love, I loved all the years of throwing house shows and letting bands stay. But man, I gotta say, every time a band hits me up, and I hope I hope these bands are listening right now, I hate you when you hit me up and ask me if you can stay at my house. It is fucking. I'm a 30 year old man. Don't ask that. And also stop and, asking him. He doesn't live there anymore. But also, yeah. yeah also, also like, you, I. I'm amazed he hasn't just said, "Yeah, no problem." Here's, 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 you remember where the house was, right? Here's Aaron's. Here's Aaron's, Aaron's phone number. Oh my god. Um, Get over I, I, but I love I love bands staying at the house and and to be honest like I'm such a pushover that if you asked me I'd probably just say yes I just want you to know that I fucking hate that you asked me because I can't say no to somebody um, but that's my own personal problem but to learn how how much you impose on people and how sweet a family from Mississippi is to lit us four strangers along with four other 
like people only kind of strangers maybe kind of know her yeah they were like they were super friendly but anyways they left and we didn't have shows for like a few days and so we were like hey can we just keep staying with you like a summer better than yours left because Zach's no, we, mom was we left on shit. the same day. Did we? Yeah. So they took Zach to the airport, uh, and then they stayed because they were they still finished. They finished with us because you were actually were... going to sing on their sets. Yeah. Uh, and that's okay. what we you spent that time while we were at that shitty family's house. No, they were no. wonderful at their house. Like the you were time. like learning all ass booty songs with you singing and then it oh, came to the like yeah. they just dropped off the tour and we never ended up because we I went to it. our last show and we went in we were gonna load in and we met the guy who was running the show we walked out we we're like oh we're gonna go get our gear we'll start loading in and we're like this dude's an asshole let's just leave dude and that's what, exactly what we did fuck that guy yeah that guy sucked I think um, Tool actually talked about that. Huh? Yeah, when I, when dude, I that dude sucked so much. And the the band that was going to be opening was like super excited to be playing with us, and we were just like, "No, we're not going to do. We're just not going to play the show, dude." <laughs> but they let us come stay at their house, so yeah, we, we, drove, we ended up just driving an hour and then staying with this band that was going to open for us. And we we're just like, "Fuck this whole thing. Let's just go party." Yeah, we just yeah. had fun and party with some um, some fun people. That that show would have sucked so. You know what's like? What if that show would have been like super great? <laughs> but there's just no way that it would have been. No. Um, I love that. I love that this podcast just turned turned into like us reminding a like reminding each other what happened on tour. <laughs> just like the one sober person or like sober enough to like I kind of remember that. Yeah, I had to drive that day, so I didn't drink. So I remember this whole day. Well, I feel like most of it, like most of our drives were fairly sober like we weren't yeah you know, yeah we didn't party super hard in the van it was yeah. only at the shows there's a time tane took all of his clothes off in the on that same uh, tour right same like tour. on the Dude. first just day just so that you could flash a summer better like, than yours yeah your dick. straight that up. was that was yeah that was the day after the first show we played in minneapolis the Dude, triple I, rock half room show yeah yeah, where the cake, the cake, the cake yeah, incident. Yeah, threw the fucking cake and everybody, and then they threw all that cake right back at us. <laughs> yeah, and it was after that that your then future boss was like, "Yeah, no, no more half room shows for you. You have to play, like over there, because it was it wasn't it was sold just, out, but it was just like yeah, it was packed full of people. Yeah, mm. it was so much cake though. <laughs> I remember opening. So I remember opening opening my guitar in Chicago the next night. And it was just still, like, cake was everywhere. I shouldn't have even played. Like, played with that guitar. I should have changed the strings because it was just caked in cake. Dude, there were, I think, like, two years later, I was changing the strings. And I found, like, a little piece. You um, only change your strings every two years? No, I was changing them every month. And still, two years later. <laughs> there's oh, cake. like, just from, like, them coming in and out, they got, like, Or it was just, like, lodged. a piece that had been, like... Maybe I hadn't noticed until then, but it's like a piece like crusted onto the pickup or something. It's just like fucking more cake. Can't get away with this cake, dude. Um, it was that same tour too, where uh, dude, it's like going back to the times where we all slept in the van. Like it, it just seems insane to me. Like when we we're in fucking in Cincinnati in the middle of summer, oh, yeah. and we sleep in the fucking van, and we're all sleeping naked. Um. 
to to the point where like a, I don't do you remember how that went? Did a lady call the cops on us in Cincinnati? Someone called the police. The so we woke. I woke up and looked up and saw like, and I was suddenly like, "Hey, no one do anything weird, but there are cops outside." Oh, yeah. And so, like slowly put your pants on and cover <laughs> up the weed. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't a Corona sneeze. And then, so they like knock on the window, and we all get out, and they're like, "Oh yeah, we just got like a report of people like sleeping in the van. We want to make sure everyone was okay." Yeah, and they were like, "I don't like most cops, but they were actually pretty cool." They yeah, they're, they're just nice. like, "Are you guys in a band or something?" It was that was the reason why we didn't get shot, I think. And because <laughs> the one guy was like, "Oh, my brother's in a band, and he's talked about being on tour, and mm-hmm. just yeah. like." And it was right at that time that hard style pictures were like a cool thing to do. Yeah. So like we had, you know, we gave the cop a sticker, and he put it on his cruiser, and he did like a hard style like in front of his cruiser, pointing at the sticker, and we're like, "Oh yeah, they this yeah. is fucking sweet." But like also on that same night, because we played in Kentucky technically, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think. And it, yeah. the sound guy like fucked our set with a bunch of feedback, Holy and Zach shit. like smashed in the stage. No, I'm good. During yeah, he their set. stomped on it and busted a hole into the into the stage. <laughs> and the guy like Zach, as they were like setting up before that had happened, because uh, they they fucked us, and then a summer was better than yours played after, so they already knew like, oh, this guy sucks. Mm-hmm. So the sound guy was telling Zach, like, oh, use my mic, it's better. And Zach unplugs it and just drops it and plugs his own <laughs> mic in. <laughs> and that, dude, that kid sucked. I remember, I remember, like, dude, holy shit. This, like, really, this podcast is just bringing me back to all the shit that I would never have a second of, like, I'm just going to deal with this and I'm not going to throw a fit about it. Like, dude... The, the fucking feedback just blasting in all of our monitors. Yeah. We're mid-song and looking at the sound guy and he's just sitting back there on his fucking phone. I would have beat him to death at this point <laughs> in my life. Like, if, if that would ever happen, I would beat him to death. And I hope that he's dead and I hope his whole family is fucking dead. And Fuck that kid. He lives in Kentucky and he sucks and I hope he's dead. And wow. speaking of power moves, because that was a real power move right there. When we first joined this band, Aaron, my brother, was like, you know what? I'm, you know, I'm making moves in my musical career. Because at the time, that was like a big fucking deal that we joined an established band, you know, yeah, under the guys that we're, were brothers. And then it was <laughs> like, I don't know how established you'd consider us, but oh, we, at that time, we, were, we were established in the sense that we were a band. You were doing tours, Before. which was like... Oh shit! This is like a professional band because <laughs> yeah. we didn't fucking like we were not part of like the DIY. Yeah, we played stuff. venues that we had to like sell tickets to our parents. Yeah, we were dope. Like we didn't know how to do DIY, so we were taking what like the route that would just make other people money and right. not us. Dude, we're joining an established band. This band. Their, their singer sits and begs people to let them play it in their and stay at their house. Holy shit, we're no, it, it was genuinely like we were like fuck, we're making it, and to that's a sense, a, yeah, that's I mean, but that's that's what it is, man. You, you chase the dream. It doesn't matter. We poured so much money into doing it, but we always just lived in that great delusion that one day it was going to be amazing. Yeah, yeah. but honestly. 
the the thing that you learn about it when it all comes around is that the whole best part of that was just doing that mm-hmm. like living in that one day this is going to be amazing and we're going to be in this band forever yeah but then you learn that, that that whole like coming up and doing that is the best fucking part of being in a band yeah, yeah. that's why i'm totally okay with just being done it was yeah. like when when we started having that conversation i was thinking about it, i'm like well i've done all these like cool things that were like yeah. my big like dreams it wasn't on the scale I may have thought, but yeah. like I did them all. Yeah, I'm like, you made I'm okay just friends. I'm yeah. okay just you know closing this, moving on, being happy with. Oh, I did this. And like I know we all had disagreements throughout the whole process. Yeah, but that just happens. That just happens. Band. But you know we're friends with Michael. Yeah, Michael's yeah. here. He's a big benefit. Dude, um, dude, Michael replaced me in the Charlie Siren House, man. Sure I did. did. I did. You know, so it was it was super weird when I like. I was t- talking to, like, Thomas and Brian from back home, and I was like, yo, no, I'm going to move to Minneapolis. And, like, do you have a place to live or whatever? I'm like, oh, no, I'm going to live, like, in the Charlie's Iron House. Like, it's, it was, like, for us, like, playing up here, getting to stay at the house and, like, becoming yeah. friends with you guys, it was such a staple to, that when I was like, oh, no, I'm going to live in the house. Yeah. Like, it gives me that I'm, much, like, I'm glad, street cred. I'm so. glad you live in the house, man. Um, it's going to be a sad day if... If no one buys that house in our in our circle, or if, if when the house goes, it's gonna. Yeah. I'll, I'll have to. Next year, I'm I'm. Dep- hopefully, if things stay stable enough, yeah, I'm gonna email Kurt again next year to maybe talk about it. Yeah, we'll see. But I'd take fifty thousand off. I, that's actually <laughs> like, basically what I'm gonna do. I'm like, do I could do this. If like if you can, you should cool. But if not, like I just can't. I think he'd sell it. I I think the the object of the game is wearing him down. To be honest, when I first moved in that house, which was so fucking long ago now, um, he asked if I wanted to buy it or like do a rent to own. Yeah. And in my mind, it's just every year that passed, I was like, I'm I'm never gonna. I I don't want to live in this house forever. Oh, but each I'm year so, now dude, I'm like, yes, I just want to get that here. I'm I don't so, want to deal with anything ever again. I'm, but like, what I'm trying to say is, I'm so bummed that like, I just I was just so young. I was like 21, and I was just like, why the fuck would I ever buy a house? I'm 21. Like, I'm just trying to like buy fucking booze and and see my friends. But man, I should have done a rent to own situation, and and we'd probably have that house like halfway paid off, man. Yeah. Just keep renting it out. I, I was the only one running it. I was the one finding everybody to live in the house, mm-hmm. too. And I'm so yeah. glad that you moved in the house. Like, Took that, over all that, that bullshit. That, dude, that, <laughs> dude, holy shit. We could do a whole... We could do... Dude, we could do a whole... Just a guy with a 9 to 5 probably was the main... We could do... We Yeah, we could do a whole fucking podcast of the characters that live in that fucking house. Holy I am so dead. down for that. It was so... 5620. Dude, it was so... <laughs> Bad. I remember, like, getting in physical fights with roommates. A, a roommate pissing in the middle of the living room on the floor because he was mad because we asked him to move out after not paying rent for like eight fucking months. Dude, dude, How there's you do so <laughs> many bad things that happened in that house. And when you moved in, I was like, Aaron's the best thing ever because nothing bad's happened since Aaron's moved in the house. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, you 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 really held that together, man. It was it was hanging by a fucking thread until you moved in there. <laughs> I didn't know it was 
so pointed. Dude. It just was cheaper. Well, okay, okay. Right. Let, me, let me just tell let me tell you one story. This is my this is my moving in. So Shelby and I moved in because we lived in a really shitty area in Minneapolis, and and bad things kept happening to Shelby. Like a dude tried to rob her. She punched him in the face, and he just fucking ran away. She was by herself. That's so tight. Like, like dude, it's terrible, but we, awesome. like we're like in, like in the middle of the night, a, a chick got hit by a car on her bicycle. I always remember. It that. was just like, dude, it was like it was just brutal where we lived. So we were like, we need to get the fuck out of here. So we broke our lease. We sublet it to some strangers, and we moved into the house. And we're like, anything has to be better than this. And I remember moving into that house day one. Like, that whole laundry room was just filled with bullshit. Just bullshit garbage. Like, literally, they weren't taking their fucking trash out. Like, and the, like all the red flags you just miss when you're younger, mm-hmm. it's just, like, it's crazy to me because, like, just, just, like, with touring and stuff, all the bullshit I would never deal with anymore mm-hmm. are just, like, red flags we just chose to ignore because we were having a good time. And, like... Day one, cleaning out that fucking laundry room with Shelby, we found a bag of used condoms that were, like, moldy. Like, the cum had molded and rotted inside a Ziploc bag. And it was, like, it was, like... You were on hoarders. We No, dude, we, we thought it was disgusting, but at no point in my stupid fucking young brain did I think... Oh, a fucking serial killer lives in this house. If somebody, if somebody's collecting condoms with fucking jizz in it, that's not a stable or healthy human being that you should ever be around. And glad you're still here, buddy. Dude, yeah, I'm so glad to still be here. I, I like just staying in strangers' houses. Like, like I couldn't remember. 95% of the names of people we stayed in their house. The only people I can remember are the people like Michael and and Brian and our close fucking friends that yeah. we've made from touring. Otherwise, we probably stayed in hundreds of people's houses and we're just lucky that they didn't fucking stab us in the necks every night. Yeah, we're, yeah. we're way more fortunate that, you know, after playing in, you know, Michigan, some... We got paid, what, $7 in quarters? <laughs> One dude in the crowd was like, no, that's bullshit. I'm calling my girlfriend, waking her up. We're going to have fucking pizza and beers. Dude, like, come God back bless and stay that, at man. our house. And I don't remember hearing his girlfriend, but they were so fucking nice to us. They, they made us so much food. And, dude, that happened in Gainesville, too. We played that shitty fucking show. It always seemed like shitty shows would end in like meeting the oh, best. That people. guy made the best breakfast Dude, ever. He we made had, like breakfast steak tacos. tacos. He made steak tacos for oh, all of us. I yeah. like, still all remember ten people that. on that oh. tour. He made steak tacos. <laughs> so and good. dude, what a great guy. Yeah. Dude. Oh, so like sometimes man. it is that weird thing where you know, you could play a great show one night and then the rest of the night is just shit, but sometimes it starts a shit night and yeah. ends you know, just in the best awesome way ever, people. man. Yeah. Dude, go on tour, stay with strangers. If you don't get killed by strangers, <laughs> you'll have good breakfast yeah. the next day. Yeah. You'll have great breakfast the next day <laughs> and you'll have so many good memories. Oh my God. Yeah. Holy shit. Use that as a promo. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I th- Any questions so far? <laughs> We've kind of just, yeah, we were just like, I, I figured we were going to get it totally off the fucking which, rails. Which I'm totally fine with. I've never, None of my episodes I've ever said, like, oh, we got to stay, like, on track. Okay. Because, like, when you get off track, that's, like, the best part. Because yeah. you get really in-depth with all the stories. Why don't we do, like, a best... Can we do, like, a best tour, worst tour in all of our opinions? 
Yes. Yes. Yeah. And then we'll we're at a little over an hour, so that we can probably like work on phasing it out as like the last little bit. Well, let's just do this as like the last segment. Yeah, right. that's what I'm saying. And then and then we can do a. Oh, this is getting warm. We need ice up to the loft, please. <laughs> I don't know. It's worth a shot. <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> go, yeah, go get your own fucking ice. Um, you guys aren't in a band anymore. I think Dude. it's fine even lukewarm. I'm not even mind. I'm not going to drink any more of it. Uh, it's really, really good, though. That, it is the best, hands down, the best moonshine I've ever had. Yeah. Oof. There's still another one in the fridge. Yeah. That's good. Um, that'll be for later. Well, why don't I start? Yeah. My favorite tour ever... I think my favorite tour was the tour where all five of us were in the band, where you guys had just joined, Shelby was still in the band, I was only singing, which is the best fucking job ever. If you enjoy singing, then you should just sing in a band. Don't play guitar or other instruments, because singing in a band is amazing. Um, But I think that was my favorite, because we met Brent, and the shows were great. I didn't have to book the entire fucking thing. Because another thing about letting bands stay at your house, you meet people like Brent, who you don't even need to know Brent, but Brent is an angel. <laughs> yeah, he he's, is. He is the tour manager for bands like Goldfinger and MXPX now. He's such a great dude. I love and... living vicariously through Brent with all the shit he gets to do with MXPX. Yeah. I love it. I know, I know, dude. Um... But Brent is the best. Jessica's the best. Mm-hmm. Um, Brent's girlfriend. But like meeting them, like so Shelby. When we first met Brent, Shelby let this band play at our house uh, called Save the Swim Team, and and Brent actually started contacting me, and he was sending me lit. Like he sent me like forty questions of like what's the Wi-Fi. He he like was advancing fucking house shows. And, and for anybody who doesn't know what advancing is, is you just send an email asking all the accommodation questions and it's it's everybody does it when you're playing like real venues but when you're playing house shows if someone sends you an advance like what's the wi-fi what's the sleeping arrangement um will there be money for gas will there be this do you guys have laundry you know, like do you guys can we do our laundry can we can do we all this? Our, uh do you do you have a microwave but Brent did all this, and literally, I thought he was an asshole for doing it. I was like, <laughs> the whole time I was like, can we just have this band not play? But I sent it back to him, and it ended up, he ended up being one of the nicest dudes I've ever met from touring bands, from doing DIY stuff. I'm still inspired by him all the time because he's always doing really cool shit. And it's fun to watch people continue on, even after like doing house shows and shit. Um, but because I met him for that the tour I'm talking about, where we did it as a five-piece, he booked half of that tour for us and never asked for a dime. He never asked, for, like, I was super grateful to him, but I didn't have any money to pay him as an agent. But he, like, booked the whole fucking thing, and I was like, wow, man, like, it is just crazy that you can meet a random stranger and they'd be willing to book fucking, like, ten shows for you in he a row. He even, like, put us up when we were in California. Yeah, yeah. And, he, and he continued to book shows for us even after um, even after that tour with Shelby um, of, of us as a five-piece. He continued, every time we went out to the West Coast, he always booked a bunch of shit for us. So, thank you, Brent. Yeah. We love you so much. Um, but, dude, that, like, I just remember playing, like, El Paso and meeting Victor for the first time 
and watching Biocop. Biocop. And, and, like, I had squirt guns, and I'd squirt you guys while you, like... Oh, yeah, I forgot shit. about that. <laughs> um, we stayed in that fucking... Or we were going to stay in that really, really... Kind of, it was a super cool DIY venue, but it was just It was just an abandoned great. building. It was just I don't know if they building. actually had any kind of lease there. Yeah. Dude. In oh, Texas? Man. But that was... To me, that was the best tour. I don't really have particular reasons why. It was just fun and exciting. It was the first tour, I think, that was like, wow, this is actually going to be really cool. Because before that, it was just me trying to book shitty shows for our band. And it was that first tour where it was like, oh, I feel really confident in these shows. And these are going to be really fucking great. And they were all great. I think there was maybe one or two bad shows. Yeah. Um, yeah, they were good shows. I, I couldn't even tell you the worst shows. Because on all the other <laughs> tours, I could tell you the worst shows before I could ever tell you the best shows. And so that was my favorite tour. My least favorite tour. Hmm. Had to be either the first tour we ever did or the last one. And the last one was only because I had anxiety because some of the shows were bad and we had brought a a band from 20 hours away on tour um but fuck that it was still fun the first tour sucked the first tour we we had our first band break up after one of the best shows we'd ever played um so you know fuck the first tour and the five piece tour was the best which was oh no you mean like the first the, Charlie, four, the three. first yeah the first tour i think Wes left the tour just because. Yeah, just to clarify, he had to he yeah. had to do some other bullshit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is this. this you guys weren't even the in first thing. We didn't even know. Yeah, piece. we didn't even know you guys. But I, I, saying that, I still feel bad because I like Wes and we talk a lot now. Um, but we had. It was just an awkward tour. Okay. It was awkward as shit. I think every first tour is awkward. But I think that. I think that a lot of times you need to get through. I think that that's like a true moment of you know what you want to do. When you're able to go on tour, you book a tour, it's hell. It takes you months to line everything up and get organized. And then you go on it and you're like, this is not everything I pictured it to be. But then you're just insane enough to keep booking tours and doing it. The point is, is if you really want... If you really want to do something cool, you fucking stick with it. <laughs> Wrap it up. Yeah, the, the, red, the red light's on. You gotta, you gotta hurry that up. Yeah. Well, yeah. anyways, the first, the first tour sucked. I mean, really, all the tours kind of sucked in a way. <laughs> oh, There's no silver lining here. No. 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 So I'll just kind of, you know, take over that because I can. I've, I've summed it up in my head several times over now. Yep. <laughs> because there are a lot of things about the first tour that the five of us were on where you know it ended or maybe that was even like the first couple days of the tour where you know a lot of my expectations being the first time on the road were like it was going to be like this you know you said the crowds were going to be like that and it was built up in my head but it was the reality of what it really is for a lot of you know upcoming artists it was just kind of like shown to me the the veil was lifted of what tour really is and it was shocking to me but that was a moment where the two of us got to, you know, grow a little bit. Yeah. And even for myself to be like, oh, shit, like, 
you need to take the good and the bad. So I think in a lot of ways that first tour was like the best and the worst, but I'll leave it at that. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I'm going to start with my worst tour. Um, I thought the worst tour, and it's not to say that it was a bad tour, but if I'm just going to rank them, it would fall at the bottom. Yeah. Um, Because I love the people. It would be the tour with Let Yourself Go. I love playing with Let Yourself Go every night, so it's nothing about that part of it. The things I had issue with where I had that fucking orange 4x12 that weighed a million pounds that I had just bought, so it was like a new cab, and it sounded amazing. It was so fucking heavy. I had the Craigslist ad ready by the time we got home. I was like, I'm selling this. I'm not doing this again. It's so heavy. And um, I also just had a lot of anxiety, because after we had the whole... um, black ice issue on leaving Iowa City that we talked about before. Yeah. Ever since then, like, to this day, I would have more anxiety about just driving while on tour. Of, like, Dude. It, it was, it was like, it opened my eyes of, like, oh, yeah, there's danger out here. <laughs> yeah, we shouldn't be doing this. Yeah, yeah. Because, like, there Dude, are tons totally. of times I spend a ton of time without a seatbelt on in the van, and I'm just like, yeah, you know, we're in the backseat, we're fine. Yeah. And it's like... Oh no! When you have a trailer, and you do something, you're a lot more likely to flip your van, and you're fucking dead. Mm-hmm. So I just had a lot more anxiety since then. But so that was the worst one because I was. And we weren't even traveling with a front wheel drive van. We were traveling with a rear wheel drive van where one tire. Which a if one... you know anything about driving. It's the worst kind of fucking van. No, the one wheel drive I fucking hate. That's the dumbest. Can, can thing. we talk about that? It's Is there so a time stupid. to just like I know? Oh yeah, no, I'm I, sorry. I'm no, I'm perfectly okay. fine with it. So, so it was whatever winter in Minnesota. Tane's back home visiting family. We had a show in Sioux Falls. In Sioux Falls, and I was at my parents building our new bed in the back of the van so that we could sleep in there during shows between shows. Yeah, and the weather forecast was just looking. Real not great. It was ice everywhere. And I leave my parents, and I'm trying to like go up over a bridge on the freeway, and there's just a traffic jam, and I'm fishtailing the whole way for like maybe 45 minutes, and I finally make it back down to the house, and then Tane's like, "Oh yeah, just park it in the alley. We're we're canceling this show." And yeah, because like, they shut down I-35, or yeah. like 94, like you could not travel yeah. interstate. So he's like, well, park it in back, because I don't want it on the streets, no emergency, whatever. So we're like, I don't think, one, you're not coming home for a while, you won't know if we didn't. But two, was like, it's going to get stuck. Yeah. And so, that van was stuck in the alley for like two hours. We're, like, trying to dig it out. So it's just, like, parked for you when you get home, like, four days later. And we got it stuck in so many ruts. Like, Grimmy was there helping us. And um, we had, like, I don't think I ever told you when we finally, because we gave up and we're like, no, we're just, we have to park it on the street. We can't get it in the back. As we gave up, um, because we still had it actively stuck in the back, um, one of the neighbors came by because he he was trying to leave with his family and they were behind us in their minivan for like over 10 minutes of us (laughs) stuck in the alley 
and people like different people are trying to drive and trying to see if they can get it. This dude came and actually was the one who got it unstuck. Oh yeah. really? Like it a was, family it was, man was like, "Get out of the way, pussies." It was our neighbor <laughs> who got in the van and he was able to do Maneuver whatever. It out. Dude, that's so fucking great, dude. Oh man. What, you got another Can one? I, Do you yeah, have a yeah, go for yeah. it. Yeah, so Aaron hates Philadelphia. Oh, I fucking hate Philadelphia. But I love Tane. And oh, his shit. fucking yeah, skills. Is, dude. We, like, rolled into, you know, the place where we were going to stay for the night before the show. Yeah. And we're in, like, Philadelphia, Cobblestone Roads. And Tane just, like, sees a spot. He's like, oh, yeah, I can totally parallel park this. This is we after, all... this is packed streets residential we've been looking for a spot for like 15 minutes already yeah so we pop out to like guide him like first try parallel parks the van and trailer in this packed street wow parallel parks no problem like a fucking pro i could never repeat that though i hate i wish i wish i could say that i could do that all the time but yeah literally i remember us like that's like the excitement of tour is like parallel parking a van in a trailer we were like high from the excitement of like, like that's a fucking oh my victory. god, dude! Holy <laughs> shit! There was a, a mile line of cars behind us honking, and you parked it in one try. You saved us from so much embarrassment. This is the best day of tour, you know. Like <laughs> that was before I hated Philly, so I was still I was really happy, yeah. dude. Fuck and then we got tattooed at the end of that night, and it was fun. Damn yeah. it, it was fun. You didn't get a- tattooed. You didn't get your euro. I didn't get my euro because we had to have cheesesteak. But so all saying, I wanted walking around Philly, he's euro. like, "I just want a euro." I'm like, no, we're getting fucking cheesesteak. Yeah, you're in Philly. You As gotta we get a passed steak. several Greek places, oh, yeah, they went to the Liberty Bell, and it, you can't fucking see it unless you pay money to yeah, go it's inside glass. a structure. Yeah, it sucked. Yeah. So everything Fuck sucks. Yeah, everything sucks. It's Don't terrible. Go there. My favorite tour was, I think that was on that tour, was the um, Etu Brute shoot. Tour. Yeah. Um, because Play that was the first tour store. playing with having another band that was on tour with us. And I, I think that's my favorite part of any part of touring is when you have like, yeah, like a solid crew of like, you guys are, you know, you do whatever during the day, but you're consistently meeting back up at night, playing a show, partying, and it's like you have enough people that it's like you're, you've always got somebody to hang out with. And there's always something going on, and it's just like, that's yeah. the energy. What I like, it's we had yeah. we were playing games on tour. That's we started icing, and the shows sucked most of the time, but it was just like oh, I got to hang out with ten friends all day, yeah. every day for a month. Yeah. Dude, I yeah, I'd say if if my goal in doing this podcast was one kid listening mm-hmm. who's like trying to like be in a band, if you really want to be in a band, a lot of it sucks, but literally. The best times are just trying to do it and being on tour with friends. I'll cherish those memories, and I have no regrets. As hard as it was to to book tours and and as much as we fought and hated a lot of it, I would never, ever not do it, especially with you guys. I love you guys. I love you guys, too. Love you, too. I've met, I think, every person that I'm close with currently, I've met through... Playing music or specifically Charlie Siren at yeah. this point. We're going to be friends for fucking ever. Mm-hmm. With with everybody that we met in this band, for sure. And fuck, I moved to the house, so. I'm yeah, glad you right. did. And, and what's crazy is that 
you know, when you say, oh, I'm moving up to Minnesota, Minneapolis, like, I'm moving into Charlie Siren House. It's like, that name. Yeah. Is still somehow, like, yeah. relevant <laughs> to and some I'm, people. Even if, even if this house gets sold and you, and none of us ever live in it, all, anytime I ever... If I ever, if I were to ever move away from Minneapolis, if I were to ever do anything, I would always visit that house, and I'd be so sad if it ever went away. Yeah. Yeah. And I know it's kind of been on hold because of COVID, but when shit's opened up again, we're having a party at the house. Let's oh, do a fuck fucking yeah. party. Yeah. Because okay. I, my plan was when Mike moved up, we were going to have a party of just... All the people who come hang out. Yeah, so I can meet, you know, more than just you guys. Yeah. Right. Um, he needs more Minnesota family. So, so that's the listen, plan. Tightwire is going to play in the basement. I'm going to give a one-time green light for a house, a house show. show. Oh, dumb. He's going to do all the patchwork afterwards. It's going to be great. <laughs> no, so people are just going to be in. respectful because we're <laughs> no one's all gonna, 30. No one's going to get blackout drunk, right? Uh, I can't then, guarantee that. <laughs> just don't oh, spill my pizza. Dude, it was so great that you were, like, I forgot that you were there. You came up for the fucking uh, dunk tank, too, man. Yeah. Dude, we had to rent the dunk tank. That was $125 well fucking. I will well, say, you know what? We'll I had a lot of doubts a about the dunk tank. I, I had a lot of doubts about dunk tank. I thought it was super stupid when you were, like, pressing about it of, like, dude, we got to do this dunk tank. <laughs> to the point where I'm like, I'm not paying for it, and you put, you did it out of pocket. Yeah. It was a good idea. It was fun. Dude, the dunk tank has to come back forever. Dude, I had such a great time with dunk tank. And that's how you, that's how uh, Tightwire got a really great promo photo out of yeah, it. Yeah, Paul cut his head, and I got a good photo, and we still use that photo all the time. Yeah, it looks yeah. super badass. We thought about doing another one this year. Yeah, our hope was the next this next party, Paul will get another head injury. You guys will get like another album cover, and yeah. it's all for the maybe there will be like two streaks of blood. Yeah. Anyways, but I mean, I'll be the one to get a head injury. Yeah, you you got hurt a lot in Charlie Siren. You seem to be doing yeah, that. Yeah, a lot of the times I, I would see you had, you had like a cast Dude, on. Dude, I broke both my legs. Yeah. The first bones I ever broke in my life, I broke doing Charlie Siren. Fucking <laughs> tour, setting everything up for tanks. Charlie Siren, yeah. <laughs> and you just sat on a stool at like in Fargo, oh, just like, and we're like, all right, let's tear his stuff down. Caitlin Darjan got a really good photo of me sitting playing. Dude, it's like shit like that. Like, I would never in my life. I would cancel a show if I broke my fucking leg. I'd cancel a show, but I didn't skip a beat when it was like, dude, we're playing in Fargo, North Dakota, man. I'm going to play sitting down. Fuck this shit. I'm going to do it. And now I'd just be like, yeah, I'm not going to fucking yeah, do that. It just, it Are they going to pay me $1,000? No? Okay, I'm not going. Like maybe we'll get 25 in gas. Maybe. <laughs> yeah. It's great exposure. Oh, wait, we're, we're going to lose money, and, and I'm going to be in pain the whole time, and you guys have to load all my fucking gear down, gear down the stairs. Especially dude. in Fargo where everything was like, down that staircase. Yeah. Uh, oh. Good times, man. Good. I love but it. it was. It was like you take the good and the bad, and that's just. It know, all, it was dude. Fun. Even Either the bad way. times. Like I know that. Like we could talk about only bad stuff on tour, and I'd still talk about it with a smile on because it was super fucking fun. Yeah. yeah. People don't, dude. People go to college, they get jobs, and then they just kind of settle in. We we fucking did something, and whether or not we made a million dollars doing it it doesn't matter we, we fucking well we definitely did not we didn't make any money we, we lost money doing it yeah but still Maybe we met dollars. we met we met so many people and it was so fucking fun and i would never i would never take you know like 
more years of stability through my 20s and, and shit to, to reverse what we did. It was so fucking fun. And, and I'll, I'll hold on to it forever. And especially, like, to that point, it was a stepping stone. Like, Aaron and I were transitioning out anyways. But for you, you're like, I did all this stuff. You were you were building and making, like, connections legitimately. Yeah. And that has, you know, undoubtedly propelled mm-hmm. Tightwire. You learn, like, okay, this is social media marketing. This is how I'm going to do it better than yeah. the last time. Well, and, and, and in that... Or, I, like, dude, you can me, make your own music videos. You don't like, have to pay yeah, somebody else, dude, like, a ton of money to make a video. That, making that uh, Whiskey 316 video, I was like... I did it with iMovie, and I was like, holy shit, like... I just cut a video together. Like, all you need is a reason to do something. And now I do video editing. It, you just need a reason to do something. And then whether or not that's something that you do is is touches everyone across the United States or anybody anywhere, you just had a reason to work on a project. You were creative and you made something. I shot and three of our music videos just on dude, an iPhone. Dude, you did such a great job. <laughs> and, and so there you have it. Like... You can do amazing things by yourself, and as long as you have fun doing it. Mm-hmm. Go on tour, do the thing, drink nope. a bunch. Nobody will care about your band, so just get shitty drunk. Yeah. And anyways. the next one, you might learn something. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the thing is, is if you, do, if you don't do it, you won't learn all the things you don't want to do the next time. True. Yeah. And that's that's really what was my trial and error through the whole. And all the of point Charlie is, you got to know when to hold them and know when to fold them. Oh. Of when it's like, all right, this one you gotta just put to bed. The next mm. one I'm gonna do it right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. 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 The first yeah. time, the first time you let the shitty sound guy blare feedback in your monitors the entire show, and you stay cool about it. The next time you beat him in the head until he can't. And that's where I learned my lesson because we never finished that the story of it. When we first joined, we were doing like one of our first practices, like full band. Tane comes over and just adjusts the dial on my amp, like while I'm playing, and walks over, and I immediately turn back and put it right back to where it was. And I'm like, that's he's so not good. fucking changing my amp. And that's what that's you so call good. a power move. Yeah, that is, like. You know, you got to let yourself be known. I was like, dude, I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. I'm surprised I'm in this band. Play with my shit. Tell me how to sound good. Oh, yeah. Team thought we were brothers. We talked about it before we dude, started. Dude, I thought you guys were brothers when I first met you, too. That's so, right. We've been yeah. brothers. There's yeah. people who years later have come been like, wait, you guys aren't brothers? I mean, the last names doesn't help at all because uh, – for people right. that don't know, it's the but same thing. But we met on name. Craigslist, and that's just, just the best story. friends. And yeah. Like, it best helped when you were fatter. Love like, it made more sense of, like... <laughs> oh, yeah. Since Charlie's Siren, I've, I've cut down significantly. I don't like this yeah, change, because when we both met, I was skinny and you were fat. Now I'm fat and you're skinny. <laughs> well, why don't we, um... I gotta take a piss, so... Yeah, can we be done? Yeah. Let's just yeah. wrap it up. You guys kept going. So, since we're winding down now, thank you all... Well, thank you three for being a part of this. Yeah, uh, it means a lot. Uh, like I said, living in the Charlie Siren house means a lot to me, and getting to hang out with you guys more means a lot. Considering we've been friends for for quite a few years, um, yeah. it means a lot that it means a lot to you. Oh, thanks, man. Yeah, long uh, live. Well said. Long live Pancho Villa. 
Wait, uh, no, wait. What was that? Poncheros. Place? Poncheros. 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 Chiros is my favorite. Yeah, it's Dude, amazing. I love it so much. Granted, I've eaten Chipotle so much since I've been here. It, <laughs> it's it's bad. Um, if you or somebody you know should be on an episode, feel free to reach out. Uh, thank you again. Where can we reach out to you? Uh, I'm on the Facebook. Uh, my you, email's there. You don't have an email? An official beers with bands at gmail.com? There, there is. Oh. Actually, there was already one, so I'm beers with bands too. At gmail.com. Emails, oh, nice. reach out, be on an episode. I almost grabbed the mic to Spotify. try and take a drink from it. <laughs> I mean, you can try, but it won't Dude, work. Dude, we've almost finished the, the jar of moonshine, and I feel fucked out of my mind right now. And, and be sure to check out all the new shit that Tightwire yeah, is doing. Yeah, check out what Tightwire is doing. That's great. Um, yeah. Again, shout out to, to Paul and Tane for coming up with that sick intro that you guys heard at the beginning. Um, it was all Paul. Yeah, it was all Paul. It wasn't. Uh, I, I, did, I had nothing. Tane didn't do anything. I was just trying to include him. But, um... Thank you guys again. Love you. And uh, let's go fuck the party. Love you. Okay, we were trying to siren. Beers with bands. Beers with bands. Yeah.